Hello, hello. This is Sherry from the Sherry K. Hoff Show. I'm so excited to be here with you today. And I just want to make sure that you know to stop by the website, sherrykhoff.com. That's S-H-E-R-I-K-A-Y-E-H-O-F-F.com. And I have a spectacular guest with me here today, and we are going to talk about all things imposter syndrome. And if you don't know what that is, you'll know what it is by the time we're done talking here today. Let me tell you about her. Christine Dasbro brings over 30 years of experience in the corporate nonprofit sectors and currently is the CEO of Threads of Leadership. Threads of Leadership focuses on developing individual leaders through lifelong learning, creating valuable connections, and curating impact through how they lead. Before starting Threads of Leadership, Christine worked for for 10 years at Women's Vision Foundation as Vice President of Programming, Membership, and Fundraising, and 30 years as Vice President at Merrill Lynch in various roles. Welcome, Christine. I'm so thrilled that you're here with me today. Thank you, Sherry. I'm very excited. Oh, me too. And gosh, imposter syndrome, tell us what it is and and um, you know how we know that we might be suffering from it. Absolutely. Imposter syndrome, I I know it sounds very negative and it has a very heavy uh, feeling to it when you say those words. Imposter syndrome is when we as individuals, either personally or professionally, begin to doubt ourselves. We we develop that self uh, lack of confidence, I should say, Um, lack of moving forward. We question, do we have the tools, skills, and talent to do what we have stepped up to do? Um, And what I mean by that is a lot of times as individuals, we raise our hand because someone has tapped us on the shoulder and said, oh, you know, you've done some really great work uh, and I want to give you a promotion. And I want you to now, instead of being a team player or and have and be directed on how you move forward in this project. I want you to lead this project. And of course you're excited about it and you raise your hand and say, absolutely, I'd love to do it. But when you really sit down and you think about all the pieces that it takes to accomplish what's being asked of you, you start to panic a little bit because there's pieces of this where there was someone else before giving the directive and you just followed it. And usually you're following the pieces because those are the skills that you are good at. But now when you're directing it and you're managing it, it's it's a different skill set now. Now you have to begin to take that team and lead them and give them the direction. And that becomes very intimidating. And And that's where you sit there and you say to yourself, what did I do? Um, am I capable of this? Do I have all of the knowledge and skills and talent to execute this? And now you've got people staring at you and looking for your your guidance, which can be really frightening. So a lot of times imposter syndrome is the chatter, the negative chatter in our head where we're telling ourselves what possessed me to, to, to take on this. And we, and it could be in your professional world, it could be in your personal world. I think every single person, the first time they have, you know, the first time they're a parent, 
I mean, I understand there's a million of parenting books out there, but until you're in it, do you know how to, what to do about it and how to handle it and, and all of that? So you question your, your, you question yourself as a parent. It's that negative chatter in your head. And sometimes that chatter is good because it keeps us on our toes. But if we're doing it too often and it becomes the voice uh, of how we move forward, that's when we start to build those barriers and those walls up. So every one of us has imposter syndrome in, in some aspect of our life at some point. Um, and I don't even think you know how to name it. I think that's the other point of it too. Mm. So when I think about imposter syndrome, one of the things from coaching my clients and talking with people for the last 30 years is that almost everyone feels like they're alone, like they're the only one who feels that way. And it's hard to talk about it because when you when you look at imposter syndrome, it's kind of like that question of, or questioning yourself where you feel like a fraud or you feel like, who am I to think I can be doing this? And so to voice that vulnerability is extremely difficult and often not recommended in a professional setting, but at the same time, it's lingering there and it's causing problems. So what are some of the problems that can be caused when people are dealing with, are actually not dealing with it, just having it be present in their lives and, and kind of trying to stuff it down or pretend it isn't there? One of the things that comes to mind is you become more reactive than proactive. You're just moving. You're not thinking about it. You're just executing it. You're just pushing forward. Um, and, and, and it could be as an entrepreneur and it could be in the corporate world. It, I don't think it really matters. It's you're entering p- space that is unknown. And sometimes you're just, let me get through this and I'll worry about it later. You know, or if this is what's being asked of me, let me just take care of it now and I'll figure it out later. When you start to figure it out later, I think is that's when you start developing that imposter syndrome. Oh, I fooled all these people around me. You know, I, I, I think you and I chatted about this before. I hate the expression, you know, fake it till you make it. That's not the way that you lead. You know, the right way to lead is to lead with confidence and to lead with belief. But one of the other important factors is authenticity. If you have people around you, in order for people to follow you, either in your business or in in a corporate setting, they have to build trust. And trust is when they get to know who you are as a person. I'm not saying that you wear your heart on your sleeve every day and you say, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing, but let's see if we can, you know, get this executed. When you when you allow people around you to bring their strengths to the table, that's when something becomes very real. Because you're bringing your strengths and you're also admitting what are not your strengths. And that's the people that you surround yourself with to help you move forward. So I think some of the signs are, When we take on a project, we don't know what the full scope of the project is. When we might be in an entrepreneurial position where the driver could be money, and that's not not necessarily a good driver, is that 
what you're doing is because, oh, I, I need to pay my bills. I need you in order to overcome imposter syndrome in some areas is that you have to really find your purpose and passion in the work that you're doing. So if you're in, in a corporate setting and you have to believe in the mission and vision of the company and what they're bringing to the table in order to bring your best self forward. So I think some of the signs are when you're putting yourself in a place where it's work that you don't like doing, you don't do it well, so you just do it to fake it and get it done and you move on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if someone comes to you and you can clearly see, and since everyone has it, we probably all have to deal with it at some point, um, but where you can see that is clearly blocking the person's success. And I see it in the business world. I coach entrepreneurs and what I see happening is, you know, like a big vision, lots of plans, and then a giant step backwards. And with all kinds of excuses and reasons that really have nothing to do with the actual thing they're trying to do, but it's, and in their mind, they're valid reasons, you know, oh, I shouldn't do this because, and so it really can keep people from, well, first of all, it keeps people from at the point of staying the same, but it can keep them from uh, really growing to where they're, they actually truly want to grow to. So there's times when imposter syndrome might be buzzing in the background, but the person is still, um, you know, kind of finding a way through it. But then there are times when a person becomes really stuck. So usually that's when someone seeks out a coach as they realize, okay, something isn't working. So what are some of the first steps that you take with someone when you recognize that this is really what's creating the stuck thing? Uh, to really be honest with you, Sherry, I do have um, on my website is, um, is actually a, a 16 question assessment where if you answer five of these, yes, then you're, then you're in that, in that scope of imposter syndrome, you're not allowing yourself to move forward. And, and I think part of it too, is that when we don't really bring our strengths forward, you know, my dad used to say to me, you know, take a legal pad. Of course, I'm a, a baby boomer. So I, the paper is important to me. I <laughs> love the feel of paper. And he always used to say to me, take a legal pad, draw a line down the middle and put the pros and the cons. Or put your, or depending on what you're trying to clear your head of, put your strengths and your weaknesses or put down the things that you love to do in a job and the things that you don't like doing in a job. And if the side, especially if the side that is the negative side, the things that you don't like doing overpower the things that you do like doing or that you're good at doing, that's when you start to develop imposter syndrome because you're faking, you're faking that right side. You're faking through the things that you don't like to do that you don't do well. So you're not necessarily doing it to the fullest. So that imposter syndrome, that negative talk starts in your head. When you, when you focus more on your strengths, and, and I'm not saying that you, we all have weaknesses in, in what we like to do and what we don't like to do or what we do and what we do well. Um, but your strengths are what gives you the confidence to take on the challenge for the things that you need to work on. So if you're taking on a project or you're taking on um, 
you know, as an entrepreneur, when I went to decided to do this four years ago, I sat many a times and said, who do I think I am that I could run my own company? I could get clients, you know, I could, you know, grow my business. And until I could really sit and have that conversation with myself and ask myself, why do I, why am I doing what I'm doing? What is my passion to, to move forward in this work? And imposter syndrome is very real to me. I've spent probably 30 years on Wall Street, if not most of it, in imposter syndrome. I was in a man's world. You know, you, you, if you wanted to move forward, it was very reactive. It wasn't proactive in order to survive. So I went home at times where, you know, I was really two different people who I was supposed to be in the office and who I wanted to be at home or with my friends and family. You can't be two different people. And when you are, when you start to become two different people, that's where the, the negative chatter starts in your head. Because uh, there's not, there's no authenticity there. And authenticity, I know, is a very overused word. Um, but it really is being truthful to yourself. You know, so granted, you might be in a job where you're getting paid really well, but is that job fulfilling you? And if it's not fulfilling you, those are the de- those are the deep questions you have to ask yourself, like what would fulfill me? And maybe you have to take one or two steps back in order to move forward. Um, so, you know, my my suggestion is is to take that assessment, see, you know, ask yourself so that those questions really seriously. And some of them will pop up and say, oh, no, that doesn't fit me at all. And then other ones you'll say to yourself, hmm, you know, I could I, I definitely can see that, you know, and that's where you then have to be strong enough to reach out for help, you know, either in the in your field of working with, you know, entrepreneurs or in my field working with, you know, individuals, you know, mostly in corporations at this present moment. But you have to you have to be able to have those hard conversations with yourself. So I really suggest to people, fig, you know, see where, you know, you, the, the pros and the cons, the strengths, the weaknesses, and, and look at that very seriously uh, to see where you can um, help yourself work through either side of it. Uh, and then the other part of it, too, is that we we tend to see we expect people to have the same work ethic as we do as individuals. And as a leader, you have to look at your team for what they bring to the table. Um, so sometimes your own personal expect expectations, you're trying to push on to others. Uh, and that doesn't work. That doesn't work because every person has to be treated as an individual and you have to draw out the importance of each one of them and what they bring to the table. Just as that person that tapped you on the shoulder uh, and said, you know, I really want you to take this on. You know, you really have to have some of those deep conversations with the people around you as well. Mm. So obviously you've had your own transformation. If you spent 30 years on Wall Street and for much of that time felt that you were in imposter syndrome, whether you had a word for it or not, 
Um, tell us about your journey away from that and into something maybe more fulfilling. Oh, it's interesting. Um, I left, I, I guess I left Merrill Lynch in 2006 and probably, I mean, it was perfect timing, but I think it was more <laughs> being burnt. I didn't like the person I was becoming. I was never happy. I was very um, short with everyone. You know, you just, I'm surprised that I still have friends from back on the East Coast because when I think about, you know, who I really was then, I was just not a nice person, just not a nice person. And I knew I needed to do something about it. Uh, I, I don't suggest to people that you upheave your whole entire life and move across the country. That worked for me. And when I came here to Colorado, I thought I would, you know, I came for family, uh, but I thought I'd stay in that world. And then I realized it just wasn't meant to be. But the, the true learning curve for me was when I joined the Women's Vision Foundation. And the organization worked with companies uh, that helped the internal individual women advance in their leadership. You know, and how did they do that? And that's when I found my true purpose and passion is when I worked for the foundation and I, and I could see what brought me joy was to, to, to look out kind of in the horizon of all these amazing individuals and just seeing when they had that aha moment on their face that they, the light bulb went off, that I'm capable of doing this. I have the ability to, to, to move forward. But as you said earlier, it, it can be a very lonely space because, you know, we, we all try to be strong and, and, you know, not show any of the weaknesses that we have or, and, but that doesn't help us because when we start to invite people into our lives, that's how we grow. You know, some of the best conversations is when you can talk through it and you talk it through with someone that there's a lot of trust, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that you have these conversations with every stranger, but you have them with people that you're not going to, that judgment is not going to be passed and that there's a lot of honesty there. Mm. So I just, I went from not liking who I was to actually learning who I was. Uh, and that's why I felt that when I started Threads of Leadership that I could really my life experiences is what what could really come to the table uh, to help individuals. Wow, that that's really an incredible story and so inspiring. I'm sure our listeners can really relate to that. Well, thank you. So how can people get in touch with you? Oh, thank you very much. Well, my website uh, is thethreadsofleadership.com. And there is an opportunity just to put your name and your email and become part of the mailing list and receive the blogs, receive the information that I'm sharing, you know, with my audience uh, on imposter syndrome or just coaching in general or things that I think are interesting for individuals in leadership roles. My email, um, you can also set up a 15 minute call. There's no obligation. If there's something that is really daunting and really on the forefront of your mind, Set up some time. You know, I just want to help. I mean, my whole goal is to help people overcome some of the challenges and obstacles that I personally went through. If I can give them that little bit of a tidbit to help them get over that hurdle, that that means the world to me. You know, I do post on LinkedIn. I do post on Facebook and um, Instagram. So please follow me there. 
you know, but I, I just love this work. And I know that we can, you know, if people just give themselves an opportunity to just open up and be honest, the floodgates will open up opportunity for them. Thank you so much. I just want to encourage people to stop by Christine's website and you can also visit our podcast website at sherrykhoff.com, S-H-E-R-I-K-A-Y-E-H-O-F-F.com for some free gifts. And Christine, what is the one takeaway, one or two takeaways that you would love for people to start taking some action on today? I think they need to be, they need to start to be more proactive than reactive in, in how they move through their journey. And I know that's a, that's a mouthful. That sounds like a lot. But, you know, write those things down. Write the things that you enjoy doing and the things that you don't enjoy doing. Write, write the things down that you, you know, journaling. I never was a big fan of it. But getting it out of your head and on paper gives you a lot of clarity. A lot of clarity. And the other thing, you know, we have to learn to celebrate. We have to learn to celebrate the good things. Failures are a learning lesson. We learn from them. If we didn't have them, we'd be doing the same thing over and over again and not getting a different result. So I think we have to celebrate um, who we are as individuals. And we have to celebrate the journey that we've been on and the one that we're going towards. Thank you so much. I appreciate you today. Thank you to Thank all you. our listeners and have a fantastic morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. And we'll talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Sherry. Bye.